seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. And welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. The women in prison genre of roughy porn became a regular feature of the 1970s exploitation movie circuit. Love Camp 7 is the starter for all this. Uh, it represents the beginning of the series of movies, which includes films like Women in Cages, The Big Bird Cage, both of which started Pam Greer's um, career off. It's also the first in the Nazi exploitation genre of concentration camp sex movies, basically. So that includes Ilse Sheewolf, The SS, which was also produced by David F. Freeman. And um, it kind of made a star of Diane Fawn. And there's also films like SS Experiment Camp and The Last Orgy of the Third Reich, um, a Gestapo's Last Orgy. And you know, there's 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 various other films that that, that all centre from after this film came out. Now, in the past, you know, I've been quite lenient on films that start off certain genres, like Blood Feast, kind of saying, well, you know, it might not be the best film ever, but at least it started a movement. But I think it's fair to say that Love Cab Seven is um, a lot of people find out of all those movies one of the more troubling ones. But I think for me personally, the real question is, who would be behind such a grimly exploitative film? A movie which explicitly asks you to revel in the rape of Jewish women by the Nazis. This motion picture is not a figment of the writer's imagination. It is based entirely on actual fact. Be prepared to let us take you inside the barbed wire gates of love. Camp 7. Both of these officers, having full knowledge of the assignment, have agreed to volunteer to help us. Your arrest and your subsequent imprisonment into the women's camp has all been prearranged by Captain Kelly. Perhaps your mission has not been clearly explained to you. For the next five days, you are going to be whores for the Third Reich. Well, ladies, I trust you find yourself entirely refreshed after your little shower. I want to welcome you once more to Love Camp 7. You may find it difficult to believe that this motion picture is true. You may find it incredible that two young American women would volunteer to throw themselves into the unspeakable indignities and horrible humiliations of a Nazi love camp in order to serve their country. You will follow the factual story of two American girls who are taken prisoner by the Nazi Gestapo and placed in Love Camp 7, a camp where women were used like cattle entirely to service the pleasures and perversions of the Nazi frontline officers. Camp 7 
is actually filmed on location where the story took place. It is without a doubt the most total and complete study in reality this theater has ever had the privilege to present to its patrons. You may not find this story amusing. You may find it horrifying, disgusting. Certainly, you will not find it light entertainment. But we guarantee that you will not live long enough to ever forget the things you will witness and experience inside Love Camp 7. The movie follows two female officers, played by Maria Lise and Kathy Williams. And now they volunteer to enter Nazi camp uh, undercover in order to gain information and potentially rescue an inmate. Now, that inmate has very important information of that for the for the war efforts about a special engine. And if the Nazis kind of develop it first, we'll be screwed. Now, the camp is unusual, though. It's not like a normal uh, concentration camp. The camp's female inmates serve as prostitutes for German officers and subjugated to humiliating treatment, torture and rape. When the two female agents learn that their target is being held in solitary confinement, one of them to be punished so they can make contact. They, um, they use their bodies to organise and arrange an escape. An escape plan ends up in a massive battle at the end and uh, you know, people get their comeuppance and uh, sacrifices are made. It is ultimately, though, a porno. And a lot of the focus in the film is on nudity, um, S&M, and humiliation. And, of course, it is all tinged with this rather grim and unpleasant tone of Nazi exploitation. Remember Mondo Freudo. Love is a four letter word. Mondo Bizarro. The animal. And the hot spur. It is seldom that a motion picture theater can present films of this caliber and take total and unequivocal pride in fully recommending a film to its audience. This is one of those times. For the next eight minutes, you will view scenes from a new film that this motion picture theater considers to be the ultimate achievement in exploitation filming to date. This motion picture is not a figment of the writer's imagination. It is based entirely on actual fact. Be prepared to let us take you inside the barbed wire gates of love. Camp 
seven. Both of these officers, having full knowledge of the assignment, have agreed to volunteer to help us. Your arrest and your subsequent imprisonment into the women's camp has all been prearranged by Captain Kelly. When do we leave? Tonight. 2100 hours. Perhaps your mission. We've been here five hours. So you see, my child, you have at least 11 hours to go. Oh, Please, you must believe me. I'm telling you the truth. I can prove it to you. This evening, ladies, you are going to have the honor of entertaining one of the highest ranking officers in the Third Reich. I want each and every one of you to be sure that he leaves here completely satisfied. I expect you two ladies, you two ladies, to make love to each other while this officer watches. You may find it difficult to believe that this motion picture is true. You may find it incredible that two young American women would volunteer to throw themselves into the unspeakable indignities and horrible humiliations of a Nazi love camp in order to serve their country. But that is the truth of this story. All right. You say you're willing to cooperate? To do anything? Let's start with my boots. Crawl over here and lick my boots. Now! where the story took place. It is without a doubt the most total and complete study in reality this theater has ever had the privilege to present to its patrons. entertainment, but we guarantee that you will not live long enough to ever forget the things you will witness and experience inside Love Camp 7. Now, Love Camp 7 was the brainchild of three pivotal members of Exploitation Film. 
Lee Frost, who had um, already demonstrated that he had some fascistic leanings in his writing with uh, Mondo Bizarro. You have um, Bob Crease, who allegedly, and we'll go into some of the stories about the man, although none of them I can really substantiate, who was allegedly a closet Nazi and uh, and plays one of the main roles in the film. They'd already collaborated together on um, for quite grim, well not grim, but you know, pornos basically, The Scavengers and House on Bear Mountain. They'd done well, um, made enough money so they could kind of get enough cash together to make this particular um, bondage, uh, humiliation, roughy. Now, the other person that's in this 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 three people, the man who really made it happen, is a guy called Dave, David F. Friedman, who collaborated with Hitchell Gordon Lewis on Gorefest Blood Feast. And indeed, when you watch the um, the opening credits of Love Camp Seven, it, it uses the same technique of red liquid being poured onto a, a picture and poured off to relieve it, reveal the next slide, and the uh, the title being kind of smudged blood. It kind of gives me try to give this film a bit of a horror edge but in reality obviously what we're talking about with its extended uh, sex scenes is really a por- uh, you know, pornography Freeman known as well for bringing the first one of the first hardcore features to the screen uh, Seven into Snowy although as we spoke about on the um, the Blood Feast uh, story, uh, podcast he was very much into softcore and didn't really when his career kind of went downhill when the focused with Deep Throat and the Devil and Miss Jones went to more hardcore films, I think it's fit, you know we'll talk a bit about you know those those people in a bit. Well, certainly Bob Cress and um, also um, Lee Frost, but I think it's fair to start talking about where this film came from. You know, I think you know a lot of people who you know we were aware of you know pornography as it is at the moment on on the internet, and uh, and and, and there seems to be an insinuation that porn is moving towards more violent scenes. And I, but I think it's fair to say that there's always been that element in pornography. Um, there's it sits within um, these men's adult magazines in the 1960s. Films where there's an emphasis on uh, basically misogyny. Photographs featured on the cover of you know of images, uh, not necessarily photographs, but you know pictures of scantily clad women in bondage. Sometimes to Gestapo, and it was quite commonplace and marketable. So it's not a surprise that the roughy kind of uh, arrived from this, um, you know. It was softcore porn in the end, but was saved off with some uh, rather hefty, rather unpleasant amounts of uh, sadomasochism, bondage, and indeed uh, exploitation. Friedman had already done something quite similar with The Defilers in 1965, and that involves um, the kidnap of a, a, you know, a teenager, allegedly, uh, and turned into a sex slave. Bob Kreese was um, was a man who was known as being pretty unpleasant. Even you know, obviously, this kind of arena of people does um, attract 
certain types of person, and Bob Creese was one of those types of person. Dave Freeman, who worked on The Defilers and Scum of the Earth, called him a closet Nazi, allegedly. And Harry Novak uh, threatened to throw him through a plate glass window if he tried his strong on tactics on him. The story is that he had a, a 38mm gun on him and two bodyguards. And that was his kind of way of uh, making, getting his point across. The, uh, a lot of these stories obviously come from the fact that he was not a liked man. In, you know, he died broke. But, um, you know, I think the fact that he plays the commandant in this film with such relish. Uh, and obviously that's that you know you could argue that's good acting um but uh, he does appear to be having that little bit too much fun and i think a lot of the stories about him come from that it is alleged again that he had a, a two way you know you read about him and, and people throw these stories out of nowhere apparently he had a two way mirror in his uh, in his in his office so he could see into the ladies restroom and obviously you know chris wrote and starred and in this film, so you know, at the very least, you know, his head's in an unusual place. Um, and then, you know, but this guy, um, Frost, as well, is a fantastically interesting person. You know, as well as films like Ride Hard, Ride Wild, uh, Chain Gang Women, uh, he also made um, a couple of, you know, The Black Gestapo, and, um, my particular favourite, The Thing With Two Heads, one of the most, well, he wrote it as well, almost certainly the craziest, one of the most ridiculous and pretty racist films you've ever seen. A rich but racist man, I mean, if you've not seen the trailer, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll put the trailer on this now, but a rich racist man dying and he has, he transplants his head onto a black man's body. But the uh, the black man's still attached. Utterly insane. It seemed like a good idea at the time. The white bigot was dying, and the black soul brother needed time to prove his innocence. More power to you, brother. I want to transplant my head on a healthy body. I think I like to donate my body to science after all. So they transplanted the white head onto the black body. Who would have suspected that neither would care for the idea too much? What are you guys doing to me? Shut up. Where's the rest of you? We are joined together temporarily. Williams, stop this car immediately. Why don't you shut up? Hey, that's telling them, man. I should have known your kind stick together. Will you please stop this infernal machine? Oh, just shut up. Help! Shut up. You a doctor? So far, so good. Then how about you taking old happy face off of here? Are you shooting at us? Man, this car's a real dud. Could I have a cigarette? Oh, sure, honey. Hey, man, are we smoking while I'm eating?
head out the window and see if any more is coming. Ray Milland and Rosie Greer as The Thing with Two Heads. You get some sleep, baby. Why don't you stay here for a little while? It's no use, honey. Maybe when I get used to it. Now you know you got to go. So the, f- the film was released by Mark Video Group in 83 and listed on Video Nasty by in April 85 and stayed on list throughout the panic. And so in that way, it won the collectible 39s, although it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't there from the start, unlike some, like, SS Experiment Camp. But... And it's still banned, and... I think it's worth reading why it's banned now, or what what the last verdict was back in 2002. I'm I'm trying to see whether it would be banned again today, and my feeling is it would. But let me read you what the BBFC said when they blankly just knocked it back in 2002. The BBFC has refused a certification to the video of Love Camp 7. Love Camp 7 is an exploitation film set in a Nazi love camp during the Second World War. The film contains numerous scenes of women prisoners being abused, tortured and humiliated by their Nazi captors. Indeed, the whole purpose of the work is to invite male viewers to relish the spectacle of naked women being humiliated for their titillation. Love Camp 7 contains both eroticised depiction of sexual violence and repeated associations of violence with restraint, pain and humiliation. These sequences were in clear contravention of the board's strict policy on depiction of sexual violence, which prohibits scenes that eroticise or endorse sexual assault. The possibility of cuts was considered, however because of the sexual violence runs throughout the work, cutting was not considered to be a viable option. Now, I'm not for censorship, but uh, I can see where they've come from. Now, the um, they have become less strict on old roughies than they were um, back then I Spell New Grave was cut by seven minutes, I think it's cut by two now so they, they do kind of try and, try and work around, particularly with films that have got cultural significance um, and despite the fact that it's pretty awful, I mean you know, I haven't even gone into the writing which is understandably quite, you know, quite amateur in truth, the direction which is um, at best stagey, at worst hard to watch. Um, the, again, that tone, which you know, I mean, you say, <laughs> I've, I've personally have never found uh, the extermination of the Jews by Germans in the in the Second World War as particularly erotic. Um, I, I, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So its subject matter is incredibly grim, but at the same time. Love Cab 7 led to the boom in those kind of sleazy women in prison films, which a lot of people love, in truth, and I'm not against them, per se. You know, you look at the big bear cage and all that, they're kind of cool. And obviously, you know, Lady Snowblood, which um, is, a, is ultimately, at, at its heart, it's a revenge film, but it's, you know, it's a lot of it is women in prison. And that leads to, uh, obviously, to Kill Bill, which was heavily influenced by Snowblood. So, I think from that point of view, you know, it it, it it gets points for being the first, even if it's not particularly the nicest or indeed the best. Um if you're asking me if it'll if it'll get released anytime soon, no. 
No, I don't think it will. Which leads us to a very interesting fact, that, that you can actually see it streaming on YouTube at the moment, if you just type in Love Camp 7. So, I think I think we're all aware of how the internet's changed the way a lot of these films have seen in this country, but it's a crazy jump between something still being banned and something you can just watch on your phone <laughs> at home now. But that's where we are, and um, I'm not sure how long those kind of things will last for, but... Uh, I'm not convinced the person who wants to copyright for the film would be tickly made up either, in truth, but, you know, that's what it is. Got a little bit of feedback. Um, they, uh, one from Rob Wilson, who says, Great show, Chris. Love Cam 7 has got to be the biggest piece of crap on the list. I was pretty sure I saw this one. Check YouTube to be sure. It's under Nazi Love Camp Classic. I can usually find one good thing about a movie I hate, but not this one. The plot could be written on a matchbook with room to spare. I personally am not a big fan of torture movies. This is a fair amount, but it's acted so poorly you couldn't care less about the victim. Saw this movie during a time when I had to finish a movie that I started. I believe this movie lifted the self-imposed burden. After watching Love Come 7, I said never again. P.S. I challenge you to get 20 minutes on on this one. and You can't play the intro 11 times. I really can't wait to hear what you have to say. Good luck. Well, Rob, I did watch it again. Um, it's not the first time I've seen it either. Um, it's really long it feels really long if I was going to review it, it is a long film it takes a long time and if you, you know, like any type of porno you know, if you if you don't like what you're seeing it's internal um, but yeah, it, it ain't great I really don't, I mean I've got this one there's three other Nazi, uh, Nazi exploitation films on the list uh, one of which is quite watchable because it's so silly and the other two are just horrendous so uh, yeah we're not all thoughts them, but we'll uh, we'll get through them and we'll give them the uh, treatment they deserve <laughs> uh, a little bit more from Scott P as well who said great show as always got my uh, <laughs> get my early fix sorry uh, thank you for the mention as well Derek and Clive still drawing attention makes me smile so you're covering Nazi softcore next week. Good luck, mate. Makes you question humanity, doesn't it? Well, it makes me question what Bob Crass was thinking, in truth. And uh, and Friedman. Uh, Frost was never a uh, a particular a particular great man. But, as I said, I do think you have to consider it, see it from the time as well, that there was a plate... You know, the reason why this film exists and the reason why... It's, you know, ignore, you know, films on the video Nazi list have disappeared into obscurity. No doubt about it. From the 39, in truth. But this one doesn't. The question of that is why? And um, I think the reason for that may be because uh, there's a market for it, <laughs> basically. And it is really offensive. And people like being offended. They might be a tear late as well, though. But, uh, yeah, very strange. <clears throat> At 05.15 hours the following morning, the girls were arrested by the Gestapo in Steingarten. Captain Kelly had allowed Jerry to receive false information that the rope fenster Hofbrau was being used to harbor Jews. Welcome, ladies, to Love Camp number seven. At the moment, perhaps some of you feel you're unfortunate, but let me assure you, that your being sent to Love Camp 7 was by far the most pleasant of all alternatives.
I cannot guarantee you that you will love Love Camp 7, but I can guarantee that you will love in Love Camp 7. Thanks to everyone who's been in touch uh, as, as well on Twitter as well. And you can be in touch with me on Twitter if you wish. It's at orange underscore monkey. I mean, lots of FFs. And um, I think next week I'll kind of go through them and thank everybody. You can get hold of me on my website as well, which is videonastiespodcast.com. Or alternatively, you can get me on my email, which is videonastiespodcast at gmail.com. Um, so anyway, uh, next week we have got the Toby Hooper film um, Eaten Alive, which is also known as Death Trap, or you might know it as uh, Starlight Slaughter, uh, back from uh, 1977. Um, our first of two Toby Hooper films. Um, yeah, so that would be great. Um, it'd be interesting to see where we go with that. Um, so until then, uh, take care. And I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. I have never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Heil Hitler, they're all yours, Doctor. Remove your clothing.